Excuse me. <laughs> I think I'm in the wrong apartment. <laughs> <laughs> downtown east side yeah you see white people jogging there too really this is not a well, difficult city to live in like is it not no dude it's hey, no yeah there's white people jogging everywhere right. white people are imperious and invulnerable because if you're healthy enough to jog you can fight off anyone is how it is there's white people to say, say white people are invulnerable yeah they're invulnerable <laughs> Like, if someone comes at them, they're like, I'm, I've been eating greens. I'm so fast. I'm very healthy. My lawyers are so ready to go. There's nothing we can do to them. Yeah. Does that apply to you? No. Does it look like a jog? Do you feel white? I don't I don't really attach myself. I don't feel like I have a connection to my corporeal flesh. I think, I think I'm more and less than the sum of my parts. I don't wake up first thing in the morning and I go, I'm white. <laughs> I wake up first thing in the morning and I'm like, all right, well, I got a fart and I'm hungry. It's like, you know. Sweet. The white people jogging outside thing. It's like, what are you, Chappelle? Like, get out of here. <laughs> Let's delete this. I'm, I'm, already, I'm already steamed. I'm so fucking sick of... Everyone's doing race material and they have no perspective on it. And it bothers the fuck out of me every time. Yeah. All right. Like, I'm a big Patrice O'Neill fan. I forgot we were recording for a second. I thought yeah. we were just having a conversation. No, no, no. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, now but, I'm like, let's dial it in. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of, of, of all all the comics <laughs> in this city. Do you want to start the podcast? Let's, <laughs> let's do a restart. Hi, welcome to... <laughs> all right, so uh, normally, you probably don't know anything about this. Uh, I don't listen to other people's podcasts. Exactly. Or my own. I wouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I listen to like a couple episodes. You listen to the Sean McDonald episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone does. Everyone's like, oh. I want to because everybody just wants to be a guest. Hmm. I've had more people ask to be guests on my podcast than have listened to my podcast. Really? I have the analytics. I can see how many people we get. I've released episodes and people have been like, "Great episode." I'm like, I have. I can look at my phone right now and it's zero. I know no one's <laughs> listening. To me. Get your fucking tongue out of my ass, son. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, it's a dating podcast. Good. It's a comedy dating podcast. So I started by having dates on the podcast and then like, I can't be dating all the time. And then there'd be times where I'd have to decide if I want to have a good date or if I want to have a good podcast episode. Wow. I'm not strong enough to always sacrifice dates. Wow. How many good... dates do you have? Like how many, you know, a week, how many dates do you have? Right now, none. Wow. I've slowed down, but it'd be like, I'd go on three to five. That's exhausting. It, that sounds like... Yeah, but it's kind of like going to open mics. You run material. Yeah, exactly. But like, it's you're not building towards anything. You're, but, uh, you're just kind of getting your bust. You get your, your little euphoric little death. And then you move on. I don't know. That sounds like... I feel Any other experience in life? No, because stand-up means less than anything. Like with stand-up, it's... Yeah, I guess. I don't know. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, yeah, I'm a whore. I mean, like, I'm... But because it's like stand up, you can kind of control. I guess if you're good at dating, but I'm I'm not really a. I don't look like you. I don't have like. <laughs> Everyone tells me you give the best dating advice, so that's I why I was is very every, excited to have you. Who on here. who is everyone? Is it just Sean McDonald? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah, always yeah. comes to me, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he always says, uh, "Just tells me run to her." <laughs> I'm the opposite now. The opposite. 
All right, so um, it's a yeah, it's a dating comedy dating podcast where I, I had dates on because I'd go to open mics, I'd try my new jokes and they would bomb. Yeah, and then I'd go on dates, try the same jokes, and the girls would laugh, and I'm like, this is so much better because they want they want you inside of them. Well, I don't know the reason, but uh, it, would, it would be that they were yeah. like, I would the chicks are also there to smash. Right. Which is why, you know, like now there's a weird, there's like a weird uh, precedent set where you can't trust those jokes now. If I was on a date and I was doing bad jokes and they were killing, I would be so turned off. I'd be like, you would be turned off. Yeah, I would be like, what is, what is this? <laughs> like, what are we, what are we doing here? What are we in a Hallmark commercial? No, I'm not, you know. But I mean, obviously I'll laugh at their jokes because I'm yeah. like, you're not a pro comic. If she was, ugh. D okay, so let's let's get into it. Uh, no, 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 from the top. Let's restart. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there's gonna be a few restarts. Welcome here. to Best Before Date. Date. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, I remember. Uh, What's your full name? I only knew he was LD. My full name? Yeah, I don't say it on here. Really? Yeah, because I feel like it's something very Eastern European. It is very. I'll I'll say it. Oh, that's not that bad. No, 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 no. So what, what name are you going to use? Am I, well, I don't. You I'm can a, if you want to. I can be anonymous? Yeah. Ooh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm the night man. <laughs> the night man? Yeah, I'm the night man, dude. Uh, sounds good, night man. Welcome night to man. this. Did we use my name already? Yeah, I can bleep it out. Bleep it every time. Yeah. I'm the night man. Yeah, yeah. Also, bleep out the whole part where I shit on other comics. I don't mm. need that kind of heat. I don't know about that. Bleep out their name too. Okay, yeah, yeah. good. No, I'll, I'll bleep out everyone's name, but Nightman. I'm the Nightman. Yeah, good. All right. Yeah, yeah. Now you can say anything you want. Well, I was gonna anyway, but now it's like there's like a little bit less because there's always I'll say something and I'm like ah that one might bite me in the ass. Might as well double down. But now that I'm the Nightman, I can triple down. Okay, now I want to get back to Moldova. I love geopolitics. Um, this is what it's like dating me, by the way. Uh. So Moldova's independent, and you're just to clarify, you're single. <laughs> yeah, currently single. Yeah, currently like like having broken, having been broken up with, single too. So I'm like, please, you know, we can figure it out. And she was like, no, fine, I don't need it. Now I'm just living in a shithole sublet. Uh, it's St. Patrick's Day today. Yeah. My, oh, hey, happy St. Patrick's Day. The Nightman has no race. <laughs> you don't know what the Nightman celebrates. My my father has always quoted that his grandfather. I come from a long line of raging alcoholics. And uh, apparently my grandfather would always, like, bitterly say, like, St. Patrick's Day's for amateurs. That was his whole thing. Wow. When everyone was out reveling in the streets, he was like, you all just got here. I'm <laughs> drinking like this every day. <laughs> that, that and uh, New Year's. Yeah. Apparently he looked, he had nothing but contempt for people that were like, Happy New Year! And he was like, you just fucking started drinking. He was a happy guy. Uh, beer was not booze to him. Yeah. He always had a beer in his lap when he was driving. He he died driving, but yeah. how old was he? Uh fifty four. Oh, okay, that's yeah. yeah. Died in nineteen eighty three. Wow, damn! I never knew him. Apparently, he was an interesting guy. Interesting is yeah. Uh, how do you how do you feel about like sun patties and stuff? Do you? Not, you know, I'm the night man. I don't, I don't fucking, I, I have no. You can't mm-hmm. give me anything. I think St. Patrick's Day is. Uh, it's like it's a very American holiday. Like the history of it, nobody really knows what it is. But it like it's it's. Like a, it has a weird, almost like colonial history, because it's about when Saint Patrick banished the snakes out of Ireland, right? Mm-mm. That's no, you say right as a, maybe I don't know. Oh, you went uh, no, no, I was no, like, I wasn't you know like... Yeah, Saint Patrick <laughs> banished the snakes out of Ireland, but the snakes were pagans, traditional Irish. Oh, so it was when it was when they like finally killed all the, the last remaining pagans, which was like you know 
that was like a Stone Age religion. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were finally like, this is a Catholic country. Oh. But that's what the, the holidays in celebration of. And there's also been numerous wars over St. Patrick's bones. People have purported to have St. Patrick's bones. Like, in the history of Ireland, it's a, it's a very, very complicated and there's a, like a lot of history to it. And then America, just because there was such a big Irish population yeah. in the States. It's fucking get fucked up. Hey, I'm fucking Irish, dude. <laughs> was like, so I can see why the Irish are a little gripey about it. But I'm also sick of Irish people telling me I'm not Irish. Where I'm like, shut up. Oh, that's right. How about yeah. I hit you? Would that be cool? That would, would that be Irish enough for you? Would I smack you with a wooden spoon on your bum? That's a very Irish thing. I got oh, that okay. as a kid. Yeah, you got hit with a wooden spoon. All right. I'm glad you said as a kid because I was like, is that I'm, a sexual I, thing? Or? No, I'm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do it again, Dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that's like, a, it's a form of like, uh, you know, teaching like punishment. Your kid. Punishment, yeah. 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 Whap him with a wooden spoon in the butt. Hey, child abuse. Child, you know, it worked. Me, it taught me to respect authority just enough to, to get yeah. in, get out. Uh, Did so you have no child abuse? You're Eastern European. Didn't they, what, they throw bottles at you? No, my dad wasn't around. Would he have been that guy? Historically, yeah, or like in nature, traditionally, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. But, but, it, but did your no, mom just use words like uh, a rational woman? Nah, no, like uh, I grew up uh, with my grandparents because, uh, like, I was born in '91 when the Soviet Union fell apart, right? And so, crazy overnight, time. like, everyone lost their jobs, lost their savings, there's no produce, your no entire money. country collapsed, yeah. Oh, I mean, empire, I should yeah, say. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had like a garden. We wow. had fields of, like, corn and stuff, so we could kind of barter, apparently, with that. Uh, yeah, and then my mom went abroad to Europe to work. I was living with my grandparents, and because they lost their job, they started drinking. Yeah. There's nothing else to do, and we had a lot of grapes and a lot of wine. It sounds like, it would, like for, for you at least, yeah. a sort of idyllic childhood. It was kind of fun. Were you just kind of running through gardens and... Yeah. Playing in the woods and stuff, and then your grandparents were just sitting in the sun, being like, "I don't know." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have no idea what's coming. And here. then they're like, "Why is he not making any friends in school?" <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. It's, were you always a always a weird, detached? Not man? weird, detached. I was just kind of fine on my own. Even in uh, in Moldova, you, yeah. you weren't like a super outgoing kid, shy. No. Uh, not shy. I was just like, I don't need any of you. Uh, it's. That sounds you'll, like because you'll leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That sounds like copium. Dude. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, no, but like um, it was actually kind. Of, it was different in Moldova because all the like, for example, here you see the the buildings, right? They're kind of in the back of the building. It's just the back alley, which is for drag addicts, and the, there's nothing like there's cars maybe parking driving by, but there's no like communal space here in Moldova, the city, well, in Kishinev, where I'm from. There would be buildings in a square or a triangle. So yeah. all the kids would just hang out in that courtyard. That is a to me a far better. Oh, percent. So, so the the reason they're they was lower the way they are. Yeah. Is because most of our infrastructure in North America mm. went up post World War II. Right. So you know we won the war. All of a sudden there was this massive financial boom, and everyone bought a car. Like North America, they call it the suburban experiment, mm. which is why you have neighborhoods that are everyone has a house, everybody has a car, but there's no like center. Yeah. There's no shopping center. There's no place of commerce. There's no place of community. I would say from then to now and all those decades that have passed by, the grand experiment has failed. Mm. That is why, like, North America is weirdly detached. Like, yeah. there's entire cities in Canada that they don't have a town center. It's just malls. 
That's weird. It's it's creepy. It's weird. All, I guess that's why hanging out at the mall is such a thing. It was. That yeah. was the closest thing that we had. And then now the malls are dead because everybody can buy things online. You just have people like don't know where to go to meet people. And then they just learn to not meet people. And everyone's kind of weird and detached now. In Europe, like all of their cities are old enough that they were built around that time of like, okay, Community. we're going to put up a market. And then a thousand years later, it's this massive bustling town square where you can get everything you need yeah you know you yeah can, yeah like go out for a night so we'd have that night. and like we'd hang out every night 20 30 of us that sounds incredibly fun yeah and then once we got older everyone just fucked off to different countries like i went back different countries five years ago and like half of my friends are all over europe and then half are like in jail <laughs> yeah that's standard <laughs> yeah, yeah is there a lot of crime all over? uh no but well white people jog there I don't. <laughs> there's yeah, there's a lot of white people jogging. Are they are they in danger? <laughs> Must be a really safe S- neighborhood. Some are. Uh, <laughs> well, see if now if I cut out the early part, they'll be like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" The, the nightman's just riffing for the folks at home. Yeah, the like, night the nightman. You has can no agenda. Put this whole thing up online. I, 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 I think that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. And are you gonna bleep bleep bleep? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can not. You're allowed to not. I know, but you're the nightman. Well, I, I'm yeah, the yeah. nightman. Uh, it's important that people know. Yeah, it's mostly like someone selling drugs, or but it's also like yeah. weed. Yeah, well, Europe has such a weird one where it's like weed is so bad, man, don't do weed. Yeah. And then it's like Europe is doing crocodile, and it's that thing that makes like like Russia does it. It's like a drug that makes like your skin flake off and look like crocodile scales, and Russians love it. And it's like, well, that's the most horrifying drug I've ever seen. So, like, there's got to be some play here. Like, Oh, no. Like, my parents, I was like, do you want me to buy some edibles? And they're like, not even, like, never. Yeah. I will, will not. Like, I've seen a lot of my friends die from marijuana. And I was like, <laughs> pretty sure it was fucking lace. Yeah, I think that was a pretty rough joint. I was like, joint. tell me how they were acting. And they're like, well, they're kind of cold and secluded and always, like, euphoric. I'm like, they were on heroin. Yeah, like, yeah. That's the, a way yeah, heavier That's drug. not... I. I've been high around you many times. You <laughs> what is that why? Sorry, mom. Yeah, yeah. You can bleep that I, out. I hope. Yeah. Hey, the nightman's parents smoke too much weed. Really? So much. Wow. Constantly. My mom doesn't anymore because uh, she's just like too productive. Like she's so old and she won't stop. She won't stop gardening. It's insane. Every time I go back there, she's just sunburnt and just going. And I'm like, mom, settle down. But my dad just is like, he he drinks. He can out drink me and he could easily outsmoke me. And he does not both at the same time. Wow. And he's like, he's bored because he's retired now. Yeah. So he'll just, yeah. He can I'm low-key jealous. So much reefer. He seems like, and he'll probably tell you like, this is hell. Like yeah. he, cause he wants to do shit. Like he, mm. he's like annoyed that he can't go out and like make stuff. And he's a creative too. He's a writer. So he's like, he's writing stuff that no one's buying right now. And he's like, this fucking sucks. So his solution is just get like so insanely high, drink scotch and just like talk politics or something. Sounds like a fun time. And he's in the woods. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. No, I mean, it is one of those things where I'm like, he has made very subtle moves, but he's ended up exactly where he wanted to end up at like 78. Wow. Yeah. Do you have siblings? Yeah. We don't need to get into it. (laughs) The Nightman doesn't have anyone really. The Nightman's doing his own thing. All right, so the Nightman just got out of the relationship. Ugh. Yeah, it, it, this is the healthiest breakup the Nightman's ever had, though. Very healthy breakup, I think. Still friends, yeah. And how long have you guys been dating for? Had. Had we been dating for. 
it's the uh, cell in me. Sorry. I didn't no. mean to. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. It's the incel in me that <laughs> gets upset about it. Around like, <laughs> uh, probably three years. Yeah, it was it was a uh, it was a good relationship. I don't know. Like if this, I'm not mad about it at all or anything. And I've I've had so many uh, not great relationships, and I'm, it's every relationship it feels like it, it's I'm getting better at doing it. Mm-hmm. Like the first couple were just nightmares, yeah. and then you know since then I'm a bit of a monogamist. Mm. You know, I, I usually like a go serial monogamist. Serial monogamist, would, but that would imply I I've known dudes like that, and I don't trust them. Like dudes that like the moment they're out of one relationship, they're into the next mm. like three year relationship, and it's like you were single for like a month, and then you like found a new bride. It's kind of fucked up. I yeah. don't trust that. So I'm usually single for a very long period, mm. and then I'll be a little bit of a monk, and then I'll I'll get horny and desperate, and then I'll start grudgingly dating, and then I'll have some fun dates. And then meet someone and then go from there. Which stage of that are you at now? Currently celibate still. Nice. The idea of, uh, of going on a date with a woman uh, frightens me right now. I got hit on the other day and I was like, whoa! Like, just had no idea what to do with it. Because I, I have no... I, it's been, you know... Like, I can see when a woman's like... Like, sometimes, yeah. like, you know, you just kind of catch eye contact. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, there's like a connection here. And then I'm like, all right, instincts, do your thing. <laughs> and then, like, I can just feel where I'm like, I have no idea what to do next. Nothing's coming. Staring at her for a minute now. <laughs> and like she's like, okay, like and then I'm like, all right, I lost it. It's done. So I'll you know, like I've I've been on a couple situations where like there's openings and I'll see the opening and I won't know what to do mm-hmm. in that state. I need to be single longer to So that your instincts reignite. Rebuild passion. those skills. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I swear I I really do think I have autism because everything I learn, I just learn by doing and failing at it a th- like a thousand times. So then when I was 19, I was like such, uh, just such an incel. And I had very problematic views of women. And uh, <laughs> like just that whole like, I'd be friend zoned, like that kind of thing. It was fucking rough. And then uh, I started bartending. Hmm. And just through that, like became like actual like friends with girls that were like beautiful girls that got hit on all the time. And they would be like, this guy's being creepy. Don't be like that guy. And it'd be like, no, thank you for telling me. Like, and uh, but actually like became very good friends with, uh, with a lot of uh gals who at one point I would have totally been like you owe me sex because I'm nice to you and that was really great at getting me outside of that shell hmm. kind of built that skill set out of when, like just how to talk to people when did you lose your virginity late uh 21 21's not that late it's not that late but it was yeah. still late enough that I was like my back hurts like, <laughs> like I, I wasn't that different from yeah. me now then Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I, I've been a very old man for a very long time. So, yeah. like, people, when they, back then, even, they were like, you're 21? I was like, yeah. Like, it was same, very similar hair, same beard, same demeanor, same voice. So, people were shocked then. I, I 25, dude, I was killer. 25, and everyone's like, you're like a dilf. And I was like, but I have the vitality of youth. <laughs> now that I'm 29, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting pretty old. And the, got low T. It's all it is what it is. Low T. Low T, dude. <laughs> that's my that's my new excuse for why I'm celibate. I got low T. And then I'll get so irrationally angry at something, and I'm like, yeah, I still got some tea left in me. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, like when you were 20, 21, were you meeting most women through bartending, through work? Or? Bartending or stand-up, yeah. If I didn't do stand-up, I would have never got laid. Really? 100%. And that's kind of why I started. Yeah. Because I was like, can't play an instrument. None of my other skills are impressive outside yeah. of my bedroom. So, uh, hey, nice. I was talking about drawing. <laughs> and then uh, I used to want to be an illustrator. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, and then um, you got the looks for it. I know. I have that. I know. That's why when you were like, oh, you know, want to be an illustrator, yeah. I was like, yeah, I have respect for that. I too had dreams once. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, so then once I started stand-up, I was like, oh, it's like a performance. And it was very cool. The place that I started in Victoria, it's like a university city. Have you spent time in Victoria at all? I've been there a few times. The It is crazy how beautiful everyone in that city is. Well, I think I went in the summer, so everyone was just old and white. I bet you were in a touristy area. Probably. It's, it's crazy. Like, going back there for the little while, I was like, no wonder I was just, like, totally drowning in the city. Because yeah, I never got laid when I was there. Hmm. But then going back, I was like, everyone here is beautiful. So, no wonder I just had this weird sense of just, like, eh, you know, my time will come. And then I came here and, like, everybody was normal looking. But Victoria, everybody there is very good looking. It's crazy. Just on average, you know, you bat pretty high. Cool. But, uh, yeah, so I'd bartend and, like, do stand-up there, and then girls would be like, hi, I'm into you. And then I was like, no thanks, I'm gonna go home and play with trains, because <laughs> I'm on the spectrum. And then, like, friends of mine would be like, that girl was, like, pretty good. Oh, look at you! Like, she was good looking, and I was like, I'm saving myself for the right one! <laughs> and then, got that out of the way, finally. It was, it was very inauspicious. Yeah, after that, I was like, wow, that just was exactly what I assumed it would be. And then... <laughs> From then on, started uh, started dating. Uh, the the very first time was it like how how many dates did you go on a, with a girl uh, before you're like two and then she jumped my bones. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did you guys continue dating for a while? Or yeah, but then you know it ended because the night man was like, I can do better. <laughs> I feel bad. It was terrible. She deserves better. I've every girl that I've like stop dating i always it seems like they do far better after and i'm mm. like that's good same well yeah it seems like they they ascend rather yeah. than descend yeah if i dated a girl and then her life went down the shits i'd be like oh no but all of them seems like they do so way you feel better. better about it yeah i'm like i was your low point i'm cool with that hmm. <laughs> what did that just hit you that yeah <laughs> you're a lot of women's low points uh you know when you look back at it and you're like she did kept saying she was in a really dark place at that time <laughs> Yeah, normally when I hear that, I'm like, I'm out. Yeah. Well, what about when you hear it after you dated her? Uh, it happened once or twice. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, like oh, I was, in a really I was dark like, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah. You know? I was in a really dark place. It was you. <laughs> uh, uh, that one hurts. Um, yeah, there we go. Yeah. So now. Yeah, you don't like when the nightman <laughs> reverses it, huh? <laughs> the nightman has uh, mirrored that back at you, huh? Yeah, yeah you just. Uno card did that one. Boom. Right back. I'm totally going to leave this in. <laughs> Good. You should. <laughs> no, I will. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love shit like that. It's it's great. So you're 29. And yes. I remember we were talking about your last relationship and you are saying you're basically ready to marry and... I've been, I've been ready to marry since day one, dude. My, like my parents are still together. Like I, I come from a, a weirdly not broken home, mm. but what I have learned from that marriage are just sociopathic things where I'm like, step one, find a woman that can put up with your shit and then torture her for 30 years. So she's not psychologically able to leave. Like that's <laughs> one one That's my dad. Oh damn it. That's night. That's nightman elder. Nightman senior. That's nightman senior. Yeah. Nightman the senior. I'm, I'm Pliny the. The younger. He's Pliny the senior. Yeah. So you found that was the girl? No, not at all. Uh, she was way smarter than me. So it's good. She outsmarted me. Do you like smarter? Yeah, very fortunate. Because I'm I'm a big dum-dum. I don't got a lot going on up, up in my noodles. Yeah, you, you're, 
you know, you're first and <laughs> geopolitical. Oh, uh, yeah, the school system would disagree. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I was like in all special needs classes the whole way through. Really? Yeah, entirely. So and that's why in high school, I mean, what are your chances of... How does that work? Like, do they just look at the kid and go, oh, yeah, this special class is for you? This is, this is a whole, it's a whole thing. When I was like in elementary school, it was like torture. Like I, because I grew up in the woods. And uh, there was no kids around me either. I was, we were so hmm. like rural and detached. And then I had a sibling. It's not the humor there. Uh, they may or may not have thrown me out of trees as a joke. Uh, and then, so it was just me. Like most of my childhood was just me wandering around the woods alone. And it wasn't that like fear of rejection or anything. I was, it, that was it. Like my parents were like, we're going to go do our own thing. Go home and play. Don't, yeah. don't be back until the sun goes down. Like it was that they're very old. So they were like, don't, you know. Sitting inside of watching TV all day is not good for your brain. Go explore. Find yeah. something new. And then we were just in like farmland and like woods and babbling brooks and creeks. Like it was pretty, pretty rural. And there was no kids around. I knew all the neighbors because they had like plots of land. And they were like, that's Bill Eben's land. And I'd be like, hi, Bill. And he was like, hello. And it was like. That's it. I would just wander around people's yards, <laughs> play in trucks. And then so I did that for like 10 straight years. And then uh, that was like my entire childhood. And then one day they were like, you have to go to school. And it just from then on, I was also not a depressed kid. I had uh, cherubic blonde hair. Oh. I had like very light curly blonde hair. I looked like a little angel. Oh. And uh, in the moment I went to school, my hair went black. It's like a, it's, there's pictures of it. When That's I was crazy. a kid, I just was so miserable. In the moment I was in there. And you were 10 when they sent you to school? No, I don't remember when they sent you to school. Preschool is where it started. Five, six? Yeah. Cause there was, there was, I went to preschool and then... No, I went to... I was There was a daycare too. A couple preschools that I didn't like and I, you know, had trouble making friends just because I was so weird. But I, I like making people laugh. And then just all the way up, like the more school it was, it was literally kid jail. Mm. Like I would just go there and they were just like, shut up, look. And I was like, I don't... Like, and I would just stare at math all day and be like, I don't care, dude. There's so many slugs outside. Like, I can go look at grass. It's cool. Like, I just liked being in in nature and doing stuff and just sitting in a classroom and having like a hungover teacher explain stuff to you. I was like, this is a nightmare. And I would see all the other kids being like, oh, this is what it is. This is fine. And it just blew my mind. And I was like, you don't think that this fucking blows? And then I just would try as hard as I could to disrupt the class and ruin the teacher's day. And then uh, they just kept putting me in smaller, worse classes because they were like, you're actively ruining other kids' education. And I was like, well, fucking whatever. And then my parents were so tired because my dad was working away. He was he was working uh, for like eight months at a time. He was working away. So it was just my mom. And she was kind of supporting the whole family at the time, doing retail. So she was so tired, my poor mother. And then my sister was like, I never had anything wrong with me. You oh, so much. <laughs> you can bleep that out, but it got so dark, dude. So I would just go to school all day and they were like, you're just retarded. Like there's just, there's a lot wrong with you. And that was just from start to finish. They were like, you're so retarded. And they were like, you can just say whatever you want in front of him. He's not even here. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I hear everything you're saying. And then I would go home and it would just be my poor, tired mother making dinner after working like a 12 hour shift. And then my sister being like, you know, you're ruining this family. And I was like, I just want to play with slugs. And like, I just wanted to go outside and play. It was that for like all of elementary school. And I just was was like, fuck this. I hate this so much. But I really like books. So Mm. I read a lot. And then also they like, because they kept putting me in special needs classes. And then I kept like, they would give me like special needs tests. That I didn't, I just was like, I'm not going to do this. This is stupid. And then I would, uh, like, it would be like, oh. What's a special needs test? 
just like a test that's like one plus one is and i'd be like two and they were like oh wow and i was like i've got places to be like come on so then i just started like not doing the tests and then which made me fail even harder and then every now and again i would uh like they would give me like a reading comprehension test and at the time i was reading a lot so then I would look at the cover because they were like the reading comprehension tests were for like stupid books. But I'd look at the cover and then be like, like, oh, that's what it's about. And then I would do the test. But I because I was just like looking at the cover and it was like, what did the doctor say? And I was like, I don't know, probably this. And it was like wrong. So they were like, his learning comprehension is going even worse than we could have imagined. So then my they my reading comprehension when I was in like grade six, they said it was at a grade one level. Because I just didn't do it. And then that would have made it even worse. So then they just became like, women would come in like teacher's aides that were like, hello. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> it was torture. And I just, I started skipping school. And like, my, I would wait for my mom to go to work and I would hide in the woods. And then like, this was like grade six. And then I would just come out and like watch TV all day and just hang out at home. Nice. And once I got found out, oh, when my dad came home, he had been away for like 10 months. And then my mom had just been calling him and like screaming every day being like, your fucking son is ruining our lives. And then when he came home, it was like 10 months of buildup. So just like volcanic explosion of like, you little piece of newspaper weapons, dude, it was rough. And then, so after that, put the fear of God in me. So then I was like, all right, I'm just going to go to school and be miserable. And that's God's punishment on me for living. So then uh, I went to school. Uh, and then grade seven, I got there to a, a middle school. And then I was so bad at it. And also, it was like a new crowd. Like, I, I learned how to make all the old people laugh. So then... Uh, <laughs> they were cold. The they, were, they were cold. I was yeah, bored. Yeah. And then, so the new... I went to the new school. And then they were like, this is like, he's a little different. And then I just hadn't learned anything because I hadn't paid attention. And then they'd call me up in front of the class. But also sometimes teachers didn't know. And they were like, he seems fine. And they were like, do long division. And I just had, I had no idea what, and I was like, I don't, that's a lot of numbers. So then that's where I got good at making people laugh. Because they'd be like, do long division. I'd be more of a short guy myself. And like, just, I just started doing bits. And then I've learned if you can make an adult laugh, that means way more than kids. Because kids laugh at fart and boners. And then if you make the adult laugh, you make everybody laugh. So then I started trying to make the adult laugh. And then, uh, anyways, I got kicked out of school in grade seven. Haven't legally finished it yet. What? Yeah. <laughs> so, and then I had, for that whole year, my parents were supposed to homeschool me. But my dad was working away and my mom was working like 12-hour shifts. So they were like, we're gonna. And then they just were like, it's just not a reality. And looking back, my poor parents had to make this agonizing decision that they just like, were like, we can't. Like, we just, we don't have this in us right now. We're trying to keep the, the house up and running. So for like nine months in grade seven, I just did nothing and saw no one and just was alone in the woods and just got so weird and just like was completely isolated. And all of my friends hit puberty, got girlfriends and like moved on in that time. And I got so fucking strange and like detached Watched a lot of stand-up, watched a lot of talk shows. And then uh, for grade eight, my mom managed to convince this guy that I was good at basketball. Because it was like, he, he was he was a principal of this local school. Loved basketball. And she was like, he's super tall. Because I was. I was big at that time. And then, uh, so I showed up and he was like, you're tall. And then I was like, I don't give a fuck about basketball, dude. And then I was in that school. Did that for a year. Failed out of that one. Pissed off so many teachers. Made a lot of people laugh. Left that place. He's a pretty legendary <laughs> class clown. 
And then went to the high school where all of my like elementary school friends had ended up and they were all doing great. And then by then I, I had like returned and everyone was like, oh shit, it's and I was like funny again. But I was so weird that, you know, no woman would touch me. And I don't blame them. You know, they were like, hi, Darcy. And I'd be like, hello, it's nice to see you. And they were like, well, okay. Like, so all I knew how to do was make people laugh. It was the only skill I worked on. And then had to learn how to like be a person in my 20s. I also did uh, five years of high school. Five years of high school. Which isn't normal here. Uh, high school was grade... It was grade nine to 12. Nine to 12. So and then I did four years. Yeah, I did five. what's called a victory lap. I did grade 12 twice. Yeah. And I then technically I was... did grade 12 twice too. Yeah? I came here when I was 18, but I, I started grade 10 there. They put me into grade 11 here. And okay. And they're like, well, once you turn 19, you can't be here. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, no, it's okay. I'll I'll stay. And they're like, no, you don't understand. It's not legal. <laughs> like, it's not legal, whatever. And I was like, no, it's till you turn 20, technically. Like, 19 is still okay if you turn within the year. And they're like, all right, fine. But, like, you're not going to finish. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. It'll be okay. At the time, I was like, it will be okay. It will be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, by the time you moved here, you had that, like, you were straight up Dracula. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it, it was great because I was in grade 12, 19, so I could buy liquor legally yeah. for people. And Do I was you the guys coolest. want to drink? Yeah, I was the coolest kid in school. But and I'm then, imagining this Vlad the Impaler accent of, like, who here is looking for some Samuka? <laughs> I love Sambuca, dude. <laughs> of course you do. It was the best. I I had uh, flaming Sambuca shots for my 20th birthday. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah. Burnt my face. I'll do it. I was also funny and I, I was not really good with women. Uh, like I had friends in school and I knew girls like me. Yeah. Because I could see... But I would never, like, I could never just make that transition. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, that's exactly it. And then it was like, my, my thing is when I was in my twenties, like as a bartender that I learned is like, if you make a girl laugh, you, you kind of have an in, you know, like if a girl laughs, it means that she thinks that you're interesting and likes you. Even if she's like, Hey, he's not really my type. You can work with that. There's wiggle room there. Like if a girl is just not laughing, it's like, she hates you. She's not into it. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it still works. Uh, yeah, well, that, yeah, that's a whole kind of that's <laughs> then, that's a type of they, psychological warfare yeah, I don't want to play. They do say don't stick your dick in crazy. Well, I mean that's ooh, it's a good time. I, um, you you kind of have to. I think you kind of have. to. You have to. I mean, you know, there's no river that don't contain a bend. If we're gonna get real, you know, look, it's just the boys here. Yeah, it's just a boy and a man, a nightman. But yeah, you have to like. There's there's an inevitability unless you want to have sex with one person and then marry them. You're inevitably going to. Find somebody that, you know, I don't know, and like a, you know, there's what's always... crazy in your books for women? Let's go. So, uh, mm, I have friends that are crazy women. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's somebody who is like incapable of seeing the other side. It's somebody who's never wrong for me. Mm. And like within relationships, there shouldn't always be a right and a wrong, but there should always be compromise. And for me, it's like it's that person that's like, well, I just I thought we were doing it like this, and now we're not, and like now we're not. And it's like, oh, okay, you're never wrong, and like there's no like our shared yeah like version of the truth there's just how you feel all the time right that's crazy you know like the moment someone is like i just feel like this it's like oh it's not good and you just know that it's going in that direction of like this isn't gonna she's not gonna start feeling more sympathetic to my cause like she's not gonna start being like i just feel like you're right sometimes it's it's always yeah <laughs> righteous fury over like nothing that's usually crazy like do you, do you find that you're right in arguments uh, in the long term, always. 
<laughs> what that nobody likes that guy. Like, uh, yeah, I, I get proven right, like, fucking five years down the way. Someone would be like, you know, you're right, but shouldn't have married her. And I'm like, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> I know, I, I think that a world that I'm right all the time sounds like a nightmare. Mm. I always try to see compromise and I can get very up my own ass sometimes about stuff and I can be, it can be difficult for me to kind of, uh, you know, see both sides of an argument. Empathy can sometimes be something that I overlook. Mm. So it's, it is important to me that if somebody does endeavor to take the time to like, especially in a relationship, if she's like, I just would like you to see things from my perspective and I'll be like, okay, I'm going to try to cool off. Because I get very heated. And yeah. It's, and, you, know, you don't say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you should see when I'm mad. <laughs> and then uh, also that's it's every time I've dated girls, my mom and dad have explosive tempers. Like my whole family does. We just like, like when we were, when I was young, like everybody would just get mad at each other and it would just sort of escalate until Oof. everybody had to leave the room. Like it would be like, bah, 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 and then we'd all go in our rooms, slam the door and then like come out for dinner and that would be what it was. Except my mom. My mom would get angrier. It was terrifying. She would go in her room and just like spin around. So you'd be like, all right, the fight's over. And then like, her door would come flying open like an hour later. And she'd be like, you know what? And it was like, oh, like terrifying. So my whole family is very explosive. So that's kind of how I meet conflict is by rising to it. Mm. But in a relationship, when that happens, so many women have been like, why are you yelling? And then I'm like, I'm a monster. <laughs> <laughs> You have to try to, so that's been big for me to learn how to like push that down and like it's been, and it's important and sometimes it can make things harder in the long run, but that's just, I think I just need to find somebody that kind of can communicate that way of just like, look, I'm going to separate myself from the situation. It's not because I'm like fed up or anything. It's because I'm going to start getting really bad. So I'm just going to go lock myself in a room for a bit, kind of decompress, and I'll be able to come back with a clear head. That's a very mature way of dealing with it. Well, I mean, otherwise, it's just I, I've been terrifying. short-tempered in my late teens, early 20s, and then I realized that it wasn't useful in winning the argument. At all. No, so you lose. what I started doing is purposely speaking very softly and slowly. You monster. <laughs> And it would drive people fucking crazy. If if we were fighting and you started going, well, I think that we can, I would hit you. Like I would be so mad. I'm honestly surprised I haven't been hit more than it's, I have. Yeah, that is exactly the type of. Thing. But see, the thing would be like if I did that and you hit me, I'd be like, I want that argument, <laughs> and he fucking knows it. Maybe you didn't win the war. Yeah. Well. Um, so what's uh, what's your type? Uh. Because I, I actually, I don't know who your ex is. And yeah. then one time I was sitting at a at a table. I just know that she either used to or works there. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, she, um, you, she's around. Like I she, was, we have a very I was sitting there community. and someone waved at her as she was passing by. I wasn't even paying attention. I was like, who was that? And she, uh, the, the person was like, oh, that's uh, Nightman's. <laughs> that's the Nightman's ex-paramour. Ex yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. So what's what's your type? Uh, none of them have, have looked the same per se, which I'm pretty proud of. Okay. Like if you line them all up, you'd be like, oh, he's, he's fucking batting all over the place. Uh, they're all beautiful. Um, but, uh, 
this is going to be the most this now i'm actually like please make sure that my name never gets out of here because this is a <laughs> dillweed ass statement right. this is the type of thing that if i said this like totally genuinely in a group of my friends they would be fully allowed to just be like dude shut up because <laughs> i i hate this term too when i hear people say it i'm like fucking kill yourself okay i'm a sapiosexual I find intelligence very attractive. So generally, I all of my uh, all of my long term relationships have been very very smart gals. Mm. But that's not to say that like you know I, I can't have sex with somebody I think is stupid. But it's like you know I, I I like I like intelligent conversation. So you wouldn't be in a relationship with someone who's not. But see that that implies some level of judgment. It's just and it's I don't think that it's, I don't think it's a level because it's just attraction. Like yeah, you can. You it's, can be, but it's not necessarily like like oh I think like somebody that doesn't do these things is stupid. But I I like uh, I like discourse and I like somebody that's capable of calling me on my shit mm. because I have shit to call on and I like I said I can get very like up my own ass and I can just stop looking around me and just be like here's how I feel. So it's good to have somebody that's like, yo, 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 the whole room hates you right now. Like, readjust. And I'm like, oh, and I'll look around and everyone's kind of like, and I'm like, oh, I'm doing that thing I do. I'm yelling. <laughs> and then I'll have to, like, realign. But it's it's good to have. Yeah. So I need something like that in a long-term relationship. In a short term, I'm entirely, I you know, there's obviously has to be a physical attraction first. And what's physically attractive to you? Fucking big knockers, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know. There's no. I don't really. I don't really question it too much. Okay, so big knockers. <laughs> Be more of a tits or ass guy. So now we're getting crass. It's All of the above. I, I have no. But if one wasn't there, I'm definitely. I'm a very simple, red-blooded man. Boobs. I. I can be a little bit of a Neanderthal if there's a. If there's a. A pair of uh, pair of puppers around. I can be a little bit like, and then you know, when you get caught, you're like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> They're tremendous, and that's you know, beyond that. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely. I guess I'm a boobs guy. Feet guys are weird, hey. Uh, yeah. You ever talk to a, a foot guy no. on here? I've never met one, but statistically, I have. We have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, whenever you know, because it's gonna be my goal now, finding a foot guy. It's always like boobs or ass, and the guys boobs or ass. But there's mm. some of them have to be lying of like fucking feet, dude. I read somewhere that it's about like when you're a child, it depends like what you saw most of your mom. Yeah, if she was carrying you, then it was like tits. If, yeah, if you were like crawling on the floor and she was bare feet, then <laughs> she always like, sat on you and farted its ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm an ass guy. <laughs> Your mom was always sitting on you, be like, "Whoops." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I was breastfed, sucking on them titties, sucking on them titties. It's great. <laughs> you know, it's tough to be in an authoritative position doing it, but you know, it's fun. <laughs> I just imagine you like yelling, angry, in a yeah. oh yeah, 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 and then just going back to it. Yeah, like when I get back to work, he's fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dating, which you don't do much of now, currently at the moment. But this, I go through cycles like this. Yeah, because I, I gotta realign. I gotta find because I, you know, I have depression. I want to die at most times. Mm. So it's uh, not kill myself anymore though, which is good. Just that sort of fade good. away. Yeah, you know, like if I got cancer tomorrow, I'd be like, this was inevitable, mm. and I've had a good run. I was promised very little. You know, like that's that's my entire philosophy in life is I was promised nothing and I received quite a bit. 
That's a very good way of looking at it, I think. Dude, when you go to school for 13 years, and they're the whole time, they're like, you are going to be a Walmart greeter. Like, that is all you have going for you. You're going to die alone. You're going to be a Walmart greeter. Dude, everyone hates you. And then you get out of school, and you're like, I have never greeted anyone at Walmart. I have had sex with uh, some pretty beautiful ladies in my lifetime. That, you know, if a rock crushed me, I'd be like, yeah. Eh, you already go into Walmart and go, you fuck yourself. You fuck yourself. You fuck yourself. That every time I go into Walmart. Yeah. Every time I go into Walmart, I'm like, look at this fucking white hell. Look at this fucking blighted hellscape of a place. Ooh, avocados. Look at this fucking shithole. And when I walk up to the people in the front desk, I'm like, you should fucking kill your manager. You should take this place over and make it for the people. There's swords on sale in the back. We could fucking own this place and change the lighting to something cool and run concerts out of here. And then they're like, avocados are on special. And I'm like, ah, thank you. And then I leave. Costco, on the other hand, I would work at a Costco. <laughs> I am not better than Costco. It's insane, though, that the place that's supposed to foster, you know, humans out of children. Costco? No. <laughs> schools <laughs> that they would do that shit yeah i i had a very uh jaded look at school i was really uh, disenfranchised towards them for a long time now when i look at it like now that i have friends becoming teachers and stuff it kind of clicked that i was like all those teachers were just humans that didn't want to be there either uh, i think that uh, at least in the west our school system is broken and kind of i think all, all over the world like when I look well at it, that's why i was curious about the whole like um special needs classes because growing up i didn't have any of that shit i know yeah i bet like we just there were just some kids that were slow i they got think left behind. But, I, but i also yeah like i've never even yeah they they diagnosed that they were just like there's something wrong with you you gotta go in these classes but I, like that being said i would sit in classes with kids that were like yeah and were like chewing on their pencils and then they would smash the exam so, like, there was no sense of, like, I'm better than you. Like, I was like, I can't do that shit. That guy's very good at long division. So, did you graduate? I graduated by... <laughs> I was in school so long that by grade 13, I was, like, an adult man. And I, I was better friends with teachers than I was students at that time. Yeah. Like, I had, like, a beard. It was very similar to this. I would have lunch with the teachers all the time. Uh, and I just sort of, like, leveraged, like, come on! And they were like, all right. And I remember my my math teacher was going through a divorce. Good guy. I felt so bad for him. And he just, he was very depressed. <laughs> like, And uh, I just never did any of the schoolwork. But I would go to class every day. And I would just like be in my own head. And I would just be like writing jokes and stuff. Listening to podcasts. Talking to the teachers. And then I remember one time I was just zoning out, looking out the window. Because I got very good at not doing schoolwork. Because there was just, at that point, I was so bitter and like hated being there so much that I was like, I'm never going to do schoolwork. Fuck mm. you. I show up here every day, but I'm not going to do anything. This is just a social outlet for me now because I had nothing else going on. Uh, looking back, I wish I just started work at like 12, but, um, and then <laughs> this math teacher goes, uh, don't look out the window. D the answers aren't out there. Not all of them at least. <laughs> I was like, oh! And that hit me where I was like, this dude is exactly in the same boat as I am. He's just trapped here and he doesn't want to be here. And like, Oof. at that point, I started seeing all the teachers as just humans as well. And then now I'm, I, look, I look at it and it's just like, what a horrible system for everybody. It's just a prison.
It doesn't yeah. work. It just turns kids into mulch. And, it, you know, the, you if you want to get all, like, the man trying to take you down, you want to be a hippie about it, it literally, school is just designed to make, like, good citizens. Like, that's all it is. It's a civilization being, like, we just need to make sure that people are good citizens and follow the rules and do what we want them to do. Right. And then if you don't do that, they're like, what? Fucking, what's wrong with you? Come on. And then, uh, you can do whatever you want. Rules aren't real. Yeah, everything's made up. It's great, dude. God yeah. loves you no matter what. Protestant Jesus, shout out. <laughs> Nightman is uh, Nightman is quite deeply religious. Deeply, are you actually? No, not at all. I was I was uh, raised in it uh, from my dad, but he's the worst Christian I've ever known in my life, so I don't believe him for a minute. And uh, my mom was raised super like Bible thumpy religious, yeah. and she like from day one was like, "It's all bullshit. Don't listen to anybody. They're all just trying to control you." And I was like, "All right." So I was super atheist as a kid, annoyingly so. And now I think I think church is cool. You're like actually, I was I was extremely yeah. that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you think that God created the world? And, blah, 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 blah. and then uh, one of the women that I dated, one of the ones that I pretty serious relationship, tried to get married to her. Uh, she was Christian, hmm. so I would like go to church with her and stuff. Wow, it had, it opened up a lot of things. I think uh, you know it made me realize that organized religion is in the same way for anybody. It's a community for a lot of. So it made me you know soften up towards the. Maybe idea that's why it. it's such a big deal in North America because like you, you we're talking about it's... yeah straight up. And for a lot of people within the early settlement of North America, there was no banks, hmm. so the church was the bank. They were like, oh, like you know, Tim's trying to build. Uh, corner store and yeah. we confront Tim the money and we know Tim is a good upstanding citizen we're going to see him every week in church he's not going to rob from us we can do that and that's kind of how the Freemasons and a lot of Shit. secret societies or secret societies but a lot of these kind of communal yeah. things that's how they that was Have the role thought of played. joining any of those uh, my grandfather was uh, the head of the Western Freemasons Canada. I was thinking of joining them recently, actually. They're hurting for members. Yeah. They would love to have you. Yeah. Yeah. Join the Freemasons. Don't join the Oddfellows. They're weird. I've never heard of the Oddfellows. Yeah, don't join them. <laughs> it's in the name, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They have they have some eyes wide shut shit going on. Oh, I don't wanna Yeah, but join the Masons. They they're they're looking for young people. Yeah. They're, they have no uh no membership. Uh, I'll I'll look into it. Uh Woof. <laughs> woof. What's woof? Uh I'm, I'm you look tired. I am, dude. It's it's, <laughs> it's been, your show. It's been like a long week. I, I had I had a show. What are we at? Well, we're going, dude. Um, where, where are we? What are we at? Just an hour. Oh, let's let's yeah, yeah, well, let's we're, cut we're it. Going. We can uh, cut it. No, no, no. We're going. Uh, you just said woof. No a woof. It was like a per- it's, it wasn't this. It was like a personal thing. I I'm, I just want to pour some more hot water in this. So so you're a you're a butt man. Uh, what? You're a butt man. Yeah. You like big dumpers. Well, I, I just think it's fairer because you can't do anything about tits, but like you can work a nice ass. <laughs> That's insane though. That you're like, you're like, I'll give you a chance. No, no. You can, like, you can build the ass for me. Like I believe in, you know, self-improvement. Right. Oh, and, really? Yeah. Oh, I think, I think we're all doomed and you should just wallow. <laughs> No, like, I believe in self-improvement, so I think judging someone based on something they can't change is not fair, but judging someone based on things they could change or within their control is fairer. So people have to earn the butt for you? Not necessarily earn the butt for me, but if someone earned a butt, I'm like, I'm impressed, because they put in the hard work. Okay, yeah. But with tits, it's like, well, you have it or you don't. Yeah. You, like, you... it's nice if you do. I won't complain. Yeah. 
But if you don't, it's like, well, you know, you don't. Sorry. Yeah. So you don't believe in unicorns is what I'm hearing. Well, I appreciate a good unicorn. But, you know, it's just... I feel like um, I, I do a lot of work to be in shape. Right. And I appreciate that in other people, too. And I know they can't do shit about tits, so... Right. Yeah, we're you and I are fundamentally different. <laughs> <laughs> My entire thing is uh, all talent, no work ethic. Okay, that's that's how that's how I live my entire life. That was most of my childhood. Yeah, most of my childhood up to like early twenties, it was all that. And then you became no talent, all work ethic. No, <laughs> I just started to focus on certain things where I was like, oh, if I put minimal effort into those, yeah, I'm more like eighty twenty guy. It's like twenty percent of work for eighty percent of the results. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Is that what this podcast is? Essentially. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. No, actually, I put in quite a bit of work into this. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna bleep it out, and I'm gonna be the night man. It's gonna be a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's your gonna, buck guy. It's gonna be. Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah. Are you on dating apps at all? No. I was told this question was gonna come up. I was I was warned. Yeah. By who? Washburn. Well, nice. he does an impression too. Are you on the Are you on the apps? <laughs> Washburn's such a character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I'm on Bumble, and it's it's a it's a nightmare. But Bumble seemed like the least. My I I don't like um like I, I don't like being in like a like a pack of thirsty men. Mm. That's always something that I really rejected. I always hated nightclubs. Same. I like it's just such you know when there's like a thousand dudes in the. A woman gets to be like, I want that one. It's just kind of like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, yeah. I'm always going to be at the back of the pack. Minimal effort going out. So I'm like, that, that guy's putting in so much work to be here. He's going to be at the front. So then uh, dating apps, to me, were always that. Mm. Just like a bunch of pictures of me in like a bio. So then I wrote, I have a Bumble account that gets no fucking action. Which is kind of the way I like it. Because anytime I do get a match. Can I see it? Oh, God. Yeah, it's very old. <laughs> I, I like seriously. I haven't updated it in probably like a year because uh, I <laughs> I made it the first time my ex dumped me, and then I was like, "I'll get you back," and then I got her back, and then I was like, "And we're done." Because uh, <laughs> I I found out from this breakup that I do a thing called love bombing. Which are you familiar? Uh, I've heard of it. It's and... like the new gaslighting. Turns out I do it. Well, what is it? It's when, but also I've talked to some dudes about this, and they're like, "Yeah, that's like what dating is," and I'm like, "I know." But it's, it's uh, you know, when you, you put, like, a ton of work into the relationship at the front end. And then, uh, apparently, it's a form of abuse. But you put a ton of of work into the relationship at the front end, you know, like, winter over, courtship, all that stuff. And then once you get the confirmation that like, she reciprocates the feelings, you kind of lose interest because you're a, a narcissist, ultimately. Mm-hmm. And all you wanted was that confirmation that you were good enough. And then you go seek validation elsewhere, which, as a stand-up, 100%. Like, 100%. Like, I, I win a maiden's heart, and then when she's like, I love you, fat night, I'm like, awesome, time to hit the mics. And then I totally, like, drop that relationship, but I'm still in it, so now this poor woman is shackled to me. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, we're monogamous, don't fuck anyone else. Anyways, I'm going to be out every night. And then I do stand-up constantly and, and seek validation there, because ultimately that is the well that we'll keep giving mm. And then, uh, and then the woman feels uh, abandoned, high and dry, lonely, and then ultimately breaks up with me, shatters my heart, 
And then I... Uh, You're like, I didn't see this coming. Yeah, I, first time, yeah. I was like, but you said you loved me! And then she was like, that could change. I was like, what? <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then, I, and then I do it again. But now it's been pointed out to me that I work in a cyclical behavior. And we all do, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was one of those ones where, like, when I, it was like, it's a symptom of narcissism. I was like, oh, I am 100% a narcissist, for mm. sure. Like, my whole fucking, I go up every night and I'm like, me, and then move on, so. I don't think you're a narcissist. Uh. I think it's slightly different, because, um. I, I am, I am definitely, what, what was it? Another, another quote from my grandfather. <laughs> the same one that was Patrick's and Patrick's days for amateurs. Yeah. His other quote was uh, in when it came to navel gazing. This was just like on navel gazing. Uh, Shorts was his name. Uh, say, you'll shit yourself out your own asshole. Which meant like if you look too far inside yourself, you'll shit yourself out your own asshole. And then you're an asshole covered in shit was kind of his logic. But so he hated like people that were introspective. He hated oh. it. He was just like, he was like, be reactionary, well, be of the world. I think it's just. He hated it. In his time. There was no time to look inwards. He was there was so world, much shit going on. Yeah, he was a World War II veteran yeah. and everything. So I bet dudes that were introspective, yeah. he was like, idiot, don't do that. Yeah, that's how you get shot. Don't think like, about Or even afterwards, like, we did such horrible things over there. Shut up. Don't think about it. Keep moving. Form a bus company. But I think there's the attachment styles. There's the love avoidant and then love, let me see. Uh, do you enjoy courtship? Like, do you like winning a girl over? I don't feel of it as winning the girl over there's love, no love it there's no like the chase which i always thought was a bad term for it but that's kind of the easiest way to put it uh um, the chase is more enjoyable than the catch i've never felt it's like a chase is it like a contractual agreement i've always felt of it like um that's such a cold slam and meat way to look just at it. getting a uh the right time in the right place oh yeah no we you and i are so different <laughs> 100%.